0: I do not understand the things I've been given in life aren't there and everything seems against me all the time. I don't know how to stand up, but I've got faith in myself and all of the things I do. I don't need no one else to tell me what I can do. If you don't realize All of the things your life can do, you will be left behind, swept up by the storm of those you knew. Thankful by Melty Cannon. Hey, hi, and hello. Welcome to Creative Forever, the podcast dedicated to keeping you forever inspired, forever motivated, forever creative, and forever you. I am your host, JM, aka the voice inside your head, aka your biggest fan. And together, we're going to get some creative shit done. All right, so let's get to the show. This week, we are going to talk about measuring success. This this idea of success, this search for success, the quest for success um, can be a long and terrible journey, right? (laughs) We all want to be successful. We're, it's a part of our DNA. We're trained to think that success matters. Um, And it does because when we are feeling successful, when we are successful, we feel good about ourselves. Um, So I wanted to talk about measuring success, especially in this time frame in 2020 where everything we had planned to do is probably not happening especially the creatives you know uh some of my creativity and i'm sure some of yours has had to take a back seat because of covid because of the Black Lives Matter movement being more important. At least for me, uh, a lot of things have gone to the back burner because this movement is important to me. Um, And so I have sort of pivoted to focus my creative action um, more in that direction than I would have if all of this stuff wasn't coming to a head right now. So um, I wanted to talk about how I measure success, maybe get you thinking about how you measure success because it's a very personal thing. Um, And hopefully you will be able to think about what we've talked about today, sit down with yourself and uh, get in touch with how you're looking at 2020, how you can be successful uh, in 2020. Uh, despite everything that's going on. And, you know, maybe possibly be even more successful than you had planned on. So yeah, we're going to talk about success. But first. This is a very important week. Seven years ago this week, actually seven years ago from yesterday, July 13th, is when the Black Lives Matter movement was founded. It was founded by three women, Patrice Cullors, Opal Tometi, and Alicia Garza. And it was founded in response to Trayvon Martin's killer uh, being acquitted. Now, why is this important? Because we have to remember that movements take time, and we have to remember how terrible we are at making change. <laughs> so both of those things, movements take time. Seven years ago, Black Lives Matter was was introduced um, as a hashtag. And these women uh, have been working to uh, spread information about the movement, to help people get educated about the movement, to make change, right? Um, So this movement has been going on for seven years. This is not something that just popped up once George Floyd was murdered. Um, And I think that is important to remember. There have always been activists. There have always been Black people Trying to make change, trying to make lives better for themselves and people like them. And we should remember that. We should also remember Black Lives Matter just right now in 2020 has become something that people that are not Black are comfortable saying on a massive scale. I'm not saying that there were not uh, activists who weren't Black, who weren't immediately behind the movement. What I'm saying now is. It's reached mainstream saturation for the most part. Uh, Everyone seems to either understand what it is or willfully pretend that they don't know how it works, right? But it is something that comes out of the mouths of many now. It is something that is considered right now and acceptable now. And there are fewer people still having trouble with the phrase. And that took seven years. And that's seven years too long. And I hope that as we move forward with activism, with making change, that we will remember that we don't have time for everybody to get comfortable and feel really safe about (laughs) everything that's going on in the movement. At some point, we have to just get on board and trust, trust those educated activists that are telling us that this is the way to go about it. I'm thinking specifically about defund the police. That is something that scares a lot of people, but those people aren't educating themselves on what exactly defund the police means. We don't have seven years for everyone to be okay with defund the police. So think about the fact that it took seven years for most listeners here to understand what Black Lives Matter is and feel comfortable with it, talk to their family and friends about it, post it on social media. Defund the police is in this exact same position. Please educate yourself about it if you don't understand it. There are so many people out there expressing how this would work, how it should work, and why it's important. And um, maybe, hopefully, it won't be seven years before everyone feels comfortable saying defund the police. So talking about success, especially now, um, with everything going on here in 2020, I think is really important, and talking about how we think about our success and how we measure it um, is something that I wanted to do because I want to make sure that we're all staying as sane as possible and that we're all achieving what we can as creatives here in twenty twenty So let's each of us reevaluate what success means to us, how we measure it and sort of what our goals are for our own success this year so that we can be sane, so that we can ground ourselves in action. You know what I mean? Um, And be better creatives this year, despite all of the craziness that's going on. Um, But also so that we can make space to participate in some of the crazy that's going on, because that's important too. It's important for creatives to be a part of what's going on in the now. All right. So there are many, many, many ways to measure success as a creative, to measure success as a person, right? Money or fame, lives touched, um, awards and accolades, peace of mind, happiness, um, praise from a specific family member. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, that one's real, right? A lot of people, um, are grinding hard to be successful, only half aware that they will not feel successful until a parent praises them. Right. (laughs) And we're not, I mean, we're laughing a little bit, but we're not judging that parental approval has been driving ambition and success forever. And that probably won't ever change. It might not be healthy. Um, but it's definitely something that happens and isn't, isn't wrong. It's, it's just a part of who we are as people. Um, just as there's nothing wrong with measuring success based on money or awards or accolades or outreach, or any of the other ways I've mentioned, or any of the ways you can think of right now. I should make it clear, we aren't chatting today so that I can tell you how you should measure your success. It's a very personal decision based on who you are, what you do, what you want out of life, and the circumstances, right? The circumstances you find yourself in right now. All of these things help determine how you can measure your success before you even decide how you should. So throughout this talk, we're just sort of thinking about how you can look at your success, how you might wanna measure it. I'm gonna tell you how I measure mine and how I categorize my success. Take what you want from that, leave it, uh, expand upon it, reject it wholly or you know, embrace it fully, whatever, whatever you wanna do. Um, the second thing I want to point out other than the truth that measuring your success is personal, is that if you constantly compare yourself to other people in order to measure your success, that is going to be hard for you to maintain. Uh, you know, they call it keeping up with the Joneses. Um, if you are measuring your success based on others, On what they are accomplishing. One, it's no longer personal, which is our first thing we just talked about, because it's based on somebody else's personal stuff and not your own personal stuff. But also, I think it's based in fear and distraction. If you are chasing someone else's dreams, chasing someone else's version of success, that's a distraction from looking inward, from deciding what you need, what's important to you, and sort of measuring, am I successful right now with what I need or am I failing? And I think a lot of people that are chasing others' success are really just sort of afraid to look at what's really going on with them. So I'd love for you to keep that in mind. I encourage you to measure your success based on your personal needs and circumstances. And I encourage you to not constantly compete with others or compare yourself to others a level of that happens, right? We are only so perfect. <laughs> but if you are constantly comparing yourself to somebody else, trying to be somebody else, um, or match someone else or best someone else, that can be very hard on the soul. And you probably won't ever achieve that because it's not yours. It's someone else's anyway. Okay. So I'm going to share with you now how I measure success and. I have to just say right off the bat, I never think I'm successful. I always think I'm lacking. I will have an insanely productive day and week and think I have not done enough. I am working on this constantly, constantly trying not to be a disappointment to myself when clearly work has been done, clearly progress has been made. So, This is me talking about how I look at success and measure it for myself, but this is me also telling you right now that I'm really, really bad at capturing these moments in my daily life, believing these moments in my daily life, okay? So if you feel like you know what you measure your success by, but you still run around feeling like you aren't up to scruff, like you are falling short- I totally get it. Just because you know where the flags in the sand or along the road are for your success, you know, just because you can map your success doesn't mean you're good at getting to each flag, taking some time, recognizing that that flag is there, moving on to the next flag. You can you can map it out all you want, but then there's a strategy to and it takes practice to See those moments in your life as they are happening and recognize them as moments of success, moments of accomplishment. So here is how I bucket success. I have three different buckets, two items in each bucket. The first bucket has tasks and goals in it. The second bucket has feelings and health in it. The third bucket has money and reach in it. So let's start with the first bucket, tasks and goals. So we have talked a lot about, you know, dreams and steps towards those dreams. And this is basically the same thing. Instead of dreams and steps, we're talking about goals and tasks. So the goals are the dreams, right? These are long-term and they come from ideas. They come from being inspired from other people. They come accidentally. These goals, these dreams, it's, they're always a combination of something, But but they are big and juicy most of the time. And they require steps for me to get to them. They require me to complete tasks. So these goals, I have a huge list of them. I don't need to share that with you. That is you know, personal for me, but I have goals. And what I attempt to do is take steps toward those goals or dreams by completing tasks, completing tasks every day, every week, every month, every, you know, two months, every three months, you know, try to consistently, I guess is what I'm saying, so that in the long term, I am accomplishing goals, I'm reaching the dreams. So tasks for me are little things, you know, writing 500 words a day, a task or sort of daily assignment for myself to write every day. And the goal for that could be if you write 500 words a day for a year, you would have more than enough to put into one or two books, right? So there's that. But my tasks can also be something as simple as drink water every day. If I have a bad habit of not drinking water, which I do, drinking water every single day and not just a sip, but like, you know, half a gallon every single day is a task. (laughs) And if I reach the goal of a whole month being really, really hydrated, I feel the difference. And if I feel the difference, I've reached that goal. And if I reach that goal, That is something that I consider for me to be successful. (laughs) I have successfully hydrated myself for a month. And this is a very difficult goal for me. But when I do do it, when I every day complete the task of drinking the allotted amount of water, I feel really good about it. I count that as a successful, you know, part of my day. And I try to remember You love how you feel because you're drinking water. You love how you feel because you accomplish this task. Um, You love feeling successful about water. So tomorrow, let's do it again. So that's a basic breakdown of tasks and goals and how I look at them uh, in reference to measuring my success. Some of them are creative. Most of them are creative. But some of them are just basic life things that I need to do so that I can feel successful about just living life. All right, second bucket, feelings and health. So this one ties a little bit into what I was just talking about with the water. So health makes a lot of sense. You really don't need me to tell you that the healthier you are, the more successful you can be in the rest of your life, and that being healthy in general is success, right? But let's talk about the feeling section. So the feeling section for me is divided into three questions. How do I feel? Am I happy? Am I satisfied? Or am I optimistic? Now, this really truly applies to my creativity, right? I'm not thinking about how I feel About drinking water. I just need to do it. I don't, it doesn't matter how I feel about it. It's something I need to do. But with the creativity, it does matter how I feel about it. It it matters how I feel about what I've written. It matters how I feel about a drawing. It matters how I feel about a podcast episode. So if I ask myself the question, am I happy? Am I satisfied? Or am I optimistic? As long as I'm at least one of those things. I count that as a success. Okay. So say I write half a book after I've completed tasks over a period of time and I sit down for a check-in with myself, I would say, am I at least happy, satisfied, or optimistic? Now, the writing could be total shit, right? Half a book, it's really bad. I just don't like it. But... I'm optimistic about that first draft because I know exactly how I want to make changes, right? So I'm not happy with it and I'm not satisfied with it, but I'm optimistic because I can kind of see where I screwed up and see where I need to go. That for me makes me feel successful. All right. Say I decide to draw just in the moment for a day, for an hour, and I finish it and I'm really happy with it, right? Satisfied doesn't really count because I just decided to draw that day. Um, And I don't need to be optimistic about it because I don't draw every day. It's not a part of the artist that I want to become. So I'm happy with it. At the end of the day, when I get in bed and think, was I creative today? Did I accomplish something today? Yeah. You know what? I drew something. It made me happy. I feel happy about it. I can count this as a successful day. Now, What we're talking about isn't always going to be about the happiness of our success or the warm and fuzzy feeling of being successful. Being a creative means we also have to live with and manage the unsuccessful days. So in the case of this drawing, if it's terrible and I hate it and I'm not happy, I'm not satisfied and I'm not optimistic, I've had an unsuccessful day as a creative And it's, it's not bad for me to feel that way. Um, and hopefully the next day, you know, I'll do better long-term say I was continually working on something that was not making me happy. I was not satisfied about, and I did not feel optimistic about, I am on my way to failing because I'm trying to measure my success on feeling happy or satisfied or optimistic in this area. Right. And if I spend the long term, say I spend a year doing something creative and I don't feel happy, satisfied or optimistic, I'm certainly not going to be healthy. I don't think certainly not mentally healthy. If I spend a whole year working on something or doing something that doesn't make me happy, satisfied or optimistic. And and that, so that's where health play, plays into that mental health and physical health. Um, we have to have. A way to measure our feelings. We have to have a way to check in with ourselves. And it does not mean that we need to always be happy, satisfied, or optimistic, right? Um, Sometimes you can be very sad and create something amazing and feel satisfied by that. But we do need to be able to measure our feelings. So, I'm not saying that feeling should be how you measure your success as a creative, but I am encouraging of all of these going on here that we're going to talk about, that you consider including how you feel in how you measure your success. I just think it's really important. Again, measure in any way you want, but out of all of the things I'm going to talk about today, how you feel about what's going on with your work, with your art, with your business, I think that that's a very important way to measure your success and and I encourage you to include that in your list. The last thing I want to talk about might be a little controversial but uh, that last bucket for me has money and reach in it. Now there are a lot of people that are going to say or tell you in your lifetime that measuring your success by the amount of money you have is not healthy is not responsible, makes you not a true artist. I want to say out loud, I disagree. I have spoken before about selling out. And I think that this idea of selling out being bad is something that people who don't do what you do say when they already didn't like you. I also think it's something that people say when they have privilege. It is very easy when someone already doesn't like you or when someone else has privilege that they're not recognizing for them to say, oh, you made that pop song um, even though you're supposed to be a serious songwriter, you sold out. I think, I think it's very easy for, for them to say that. They know nothing about your personal life, what you might need, why you might have done something. And yet they have decided to link your artistry to a genre, to a mood. Do you know what I mean? A lot of times people aren't selling out. They're just doing something that comes really easy to them and making some money while they're doing it. So this is a tangent and I would love to discuss it further if anybody has any questions, but I don't think there's a problem with selling out. I think that most times when that label is applied, an artist has done one thing different than what they usually do for a multitude of reasons that are personal. And I don't think it has any bearing on what makes them a creative. I don't think they're any less of a creative. Um, Making money for your art is not bad. And doesn't mean you're not a true artist. The first thing we should clear up is measuring your success based on money is not the same as measuring your success based on being a billionaire. There is a difference between money and rich. There is a difference between money and one percenters, right? Someone who measures their success, someone in any any field that wants money, (laughs) they want money because we need it right they want money because that's how the world works and to measure your success based on how much you make how much somebody will pay you to do something how much you can bring in doing one thing for 10 minutes i think that's awesome I think that that's healthy. (laughs) It certainly makes me feel a level of happiness, satisfaction, and optimism. And I think it's important. Now, should I only base my success on money? No, because I can't, because I don't want to. Because I won't necessarily feel I'm successful right now if I just base it on money. This podcast makes me no money. Actually, this podcast costs me money. So if I were to measure my success of this podcast based on money alone, I would be a failure. (laughs) So I choose to measure success for this podcast on some of the other things I talked about. The other side to this is reach. And when I say reach, I mean impact. Um, That can come in the form of likes. That can come in the form of follows. That can come in the form of People stopping you on the street and saying, I know who you are and I love what you do. Uh, That can come in the form of like conversations. There are a lot of people that have really uh, healthy communities uh, where discussions happen, right? And these are people that own businesses. These are artists. It doesn't actually matter what you do. Some people are able to cultivate communities and have just a really, really lovely, uh, safe place where Other people like them, other people that are interested in what they do or sell can communicate, can hang out. And, and that kind of reach, um, is something that I'm talking about as well. So however you might define reach, that to me, uh, is important. And the community one that I just, um, spoke about is one of the ways I think about reach. Um, I hope to create a community where people have a safe place to discuss, to sort of engage in conversation with me and with each other. Um, And when that happens, I will feel successful. (laughs) You know what I mean? And to take that a step further with everything going on in the world Um, especially with Black Lives Matter, especially with trying to defund the police, with COVID affecting communities of color, black and brown people more than others. uh, I have new goals and new ideas of how to reach those communities, help those communities, help my community. um, And that kind of reach or maybe I should call it outreach. Maybe this section should be called reach and outreach. That's also important to me when I think about do I feel successful? (laughs) To recap, I measure my success based on the tasks I complete or don't complete, the goals I reach or don't reach, the feelings I have, namely whether I feel happy, satisfied, or optimistic, my health, Because without my health, none of this is possible. Money, because I need money to pay bills. I need money to live life. And I want to do some fun things before I die. (laughs) And my reach and outreach, because I want to reach people with my creativity. Many of us do. And I want my outreach to mean something. I want to make a difference in my community. I want to make a difference for people like me. I want to make the world a better place. So looking at those things in the three buckets and sort of measuring myself against those things helps me check in with myself to see, do you feel successful? Do you think you're doing a great job? And so a day like today where I'm literally talking to you about how I measure my success and really actively thinking about it, I feel successful. I'm healthy for the most part. Um, I have so much optimism. Um, I'm not satisfied. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily happy um with what I've got going on creative creatively right now but I'm definitely optimistic and uh my tasks I got a lot of tasks I got a lot of goals feel good about all of those things um money's fine it's not you know where I want it to be but it is fine um I am privileged enough during COVID to even be able to say that and and that means a lot to me um and My reach and my outreach, I'm working on it. Um, it, That stuff takes a lot of work. And as long as I'm not sitting on my butt when it comes to those things, and as long as I'm trying, I'm always going to feel successful in that regard. I know when I just give up on my reach and my outreach. That's when you never hear from me on Twitter or Instagram or at all. (laughs) That's, that's when those things aren't good. And right now I feel like I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job of keeping that going. So I encourage you to think about how you measure your success. Um, I encourage you to look at my list and like I said, challenge it, adopt it, throw it out, whatever you want to do. I'm going to link, of course, many articles about how others measure success and some of them are just trying to tell you what not to do. Some of them are just presenting ideas. I'm just going to link the articles and let you decide for yourself. Um, but, uh, I think they're important to read just, just to see how other people do this. Finally, I want to again say that I think feelings should be a part of your list. Because if you're always checking in uh, and get comfortable with and in the habit of checking in to find out if you're happy, satisfied, or optimistic, then you're going to be better able to tell when you're on the wrong path. Because if you're doing something and every time you check in, you're not happy, you're not satisfied, and you're not optimistic, you might want to change your path. You might want to tweak it a little. Okay, so I just have to share that it is so hot in my office now that summer is upon us and I have to close the door because I want it to be as quiet as possible in here, but then it starts baking and then I start getting really, really warm. And by the end of the episode, I am so warm. <laughs> it's so warm right now. I could cook an egg in my the palm of my hand. I'm pretty sure it just makes it hard to wrap it up because in my brain, I'm screaming, you're on fire. Just get out of the room. Tell everybody goodbye and get out of the room. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for the show today. I hope you enjoyed this talk about measuring your success. And if you have any thoughts or would like to, you know, talk about it even more, please reach out to me. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at creative forever. That's creative, the number four E. R. also if you're listening in a podcast uh app please uh give us some stars and some comments there we need those stars i always forget to say that before we end the show i will say black lives matter trans lives matter and arrest the cops that killed brianna taylor you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at creativeforever. That's creative, the number four E-V-R. If you like the show and you would like to donate, please do so by checking the link in the show notes. I'd love it if you'd buy me a couple of donuts. Don't forget to be creative this week, even if you just think about it. Later.